Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I'm Sarah C. Welcome back. What's up? What's going on? Well, I just watched this comedian that Kristen had on our podcast, and it was quite funny. I Ooh. was laughing out loud like two minutes in, and I'm like, I'm not a laugh out louder person. I'm a chuckle to myself kind of gal. Okay. And I was like laughing out loud, so I recommend it. Um, who is it? Or where do I watch? Netflix. Okay. So, well, 37 and single, and his name's Jared Freed. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, I watched that after I finished OC and was waiting on you. And yeah. So, we have OC to cover. You want to talk a little bit about the Stasi podcast? Yes. Now, I'm confused because I listened. And people started to talk about it, but then people in the comments were like, it, it was pulled. It was taken down. And then, so I hit, cause I don't subscribe. I think I just watched it, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't downloaded. So I was like, oh, shoot, let me, since it was like, I didn't finish it. I just paused it after the Raquel stuff was done. And I could still play it, but then when I hit download, it wouldn't let me download it. So I was like, oh, shoot. So I like hit rewind all the way to where it started and I like recorded. I'm like, just let me capture it just in case. And um, I don't know. So I don't know if it was taken down and like parts edited out because I can't tell because I had the original download. So I don't know if like the new download, if there's parts removed, but I don't know. Maybe it was just not working for a while. Yeah. We've had, we've had that issue when you're like, I don't know why it's not loading. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I 100% sometimes I think there's like a problem on Apple's end, you know, like with the, the feed or whatever, or it's not like it. they have something where it's not populating or I don't know. It's frustrating. But um, yeah, I listened to the entire episode and I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, she should have probably done the interview. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. Like, I heard this other podcast, and it was, it was ironic because it was Rachel Yucatel, which I just mentioned in the last podcast. Like, I don't think I've ever say, said that person's name, but I thought, oh, if Raquel starts a podcast, she could um, maybe have, like, the mistresses, you know, co-host it with Rachel Yucatel, randomly pulled her name out. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, there's this podcast, although it was put out in May, because a lot of their references are really old, and I know this person, he, he gets a ton of interviews, so I'm not not slamming him. It's just sometimes he does put out podcasts that were recorded, like, two, three months earlier. Yeah. So this one was a little out of date, but she was talking. She's never even heard of the show, watched the show, but she, you know, read enough about it. And she's like, well, you know, in my opinion, if he's not marrying you, like, after eight years, that's your red flag. You need to get out. And I was like, you shouldn't be commenting. Ariana was the one that didn't want to get married. <laughs> like, right. Like, she's saying, like, she should have known she should have left because he refused to marry her. I'm like, that wasn't it at all. So at least Stassi knows, like the history of 
you know, their relationship, the people involved, the show, how it works, everything. And I, I don't think it would have worked with her hate of Sandoval, though. No, no. I mean, I mean, it would like she's for not a big lover of James or Raquel, though, either. Right, but, right. But she hates Sandoval more. I, I don't know about James, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It just what she said was more interesting. Absolutely. And well, and I like, I have to say it's my favorite listening to any person with personal experience to something that I'm interested in. I obviously like, that's obviously always going to be my favorite. Like even, yeah. um, some of like our fellow podcasters, you know, that have, um, experience working in production or like they were the, like hearing those behind the scene things that like, we're all so curious about and getting to like, you know, dissect like how it works and just like getting any more information. Like I love hearing that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, and she said, but uh, you know, she kind of confirmed what a lot of us were thinking, but she kind of had two perspectives. She has perspective she knows and she said she doesn't ask her friends about it hasn't talked to her friends about it and I actually I'm sure she probably has a little bit but I believe it in the sense that she doesn't want to ask because I don't I think it you know could cause a well why are you hanging out with them like she's kind of gonna keep you know hands off that topic um, but I liked when she was, you know, she has the expertise in knowing Sandoval and the way he operates, how his brain works. When she's like, no, I believed her. She's like, absolutely, yes, Raquel has lied in the past. So, yes, she's a liar. But I believe some of these things, she, didn't, she doesn't believe everything Raquel is saying, but she believes some of the things, and I thought this was a perfect way of saying it. She goes, I believe Raquel thinks they're true. She goes, they're not true. But you can't really say it's a lie because she believes it's true because Sandoval is so good at what he does. Because I believe Sandoval told her these things and he's so convincing that, of course, she believed him, you know. Right. And and like how she lied or covered up for the long period that she did it was because she knew he was like the only one left in her court, you know. And that would be scary when they did that final confessional production was pulling it out of her she wasn't offering it up you know they were really breaking her down and understandably so because Sandoval was the only person so I can see why she was not voluntarily you know offering it up because she she only has one person left Mm -hmm. but yeah the way um she said about the producer stuff like that's totally something he would say well, I just I think that the most powerful thing that I took away it was like it absolutely it was just it was powerful that Stasi confirmed that this was dark. And that's the fact that when, you know, the cameras went down and Sandoval said to her, "Why did you say that? That's going to make me look bad." Goes to the producer and says, "I'm not filming anymore unless you take that out." And they did. And the fact that she she, she seemed very familiar with that. And yes. to me, I, I don't, I, I, that was like, I think I applaud her for standing up and not backing Raquel up. Cause I, she made it very clear. That's not what she's doing. She's not there in support of Raquel or whatever. But to right. me, it just like, it helped a little bit because if someone like Stassi is going to say, Hey, 
I've seen this happen and it's not right. Like maybe Raquel isn't completely crazy. I appreciated that she at least like said that because I mean, Stassi just took a big risk of all of her friends being super angry at her, all of her producer friends being annoyed with her. I mean, she she really just kind of. Well, she's saying she knew she's like she's seen not, you know, this specific behavior, but similar behaviors. Production always covers it up. And no matter what Stassi did, she would cry and beg producers, please take that out. They wouldn't do it, but they would cover up for the men all the time. Let's talk about when Schwartz wandered off to another. Ooh, conveniently, they didn't really. Not only did they not catch it on camera, fine, production's down. But they really skip over all these things and they let it slide. That is, if it was, it's like 100% the first place my mind went when she said that was yeah. Schwartz wandering off. and all, Or just his like completely nasty horrifying behavior towards Katie and then the next day it's just like we don't and they even... make it look cute they yes make it look, oh, yes that's just Schwartz yeah and then they uh, show Katie's like like mean mugging and and like she gets to edit like she's this like grouchy horrible person when she brings it out in him yes yeah like it's her fault she made him that way um well you also get the feeling too because when they're talking about the producer credit thing she's like no, no, I'm telling you, there's no way. No, I am telling you, there is no way. Like, okay, this is when her relationship with Jerry and Jenna and who's the, who's the other one? Um, her That they're like freaking bridesmaids. They went, she took her to Aaron, Aaron Foy. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, they've told her, no, he was not offered a producer credit. She didn't say that. But that's the implication. Like they're but I but I also close. yeah I also wouldn't put it past like just how they're kind of in, how she was like inferring that Raquel may believe be believing what Sandoval is feeding her or you know whatever. I also believe that the showrunners were doing whatever they were in Sandoval's ear. I'm sure telling him whatever he wanted to hear as well because. I mean, if either one, especially at the end of the reunion, if either one of them walked, like their whole thing was going to fall apart. Like they had to keep them and they made it. They made it all the way to the reunion, probably by saying they're probably in his ear being like, Sandoval, this is like a season like we've never seen before. Like, who knows what this is? Like, they might have said something like that to him where he thought, you know, like maybe they were joking. Maybe they were laughing about it. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like super far like fetched to, to me. Like to down to get him inside. Like and then, we promised yeah, you this. And, and then the other thing is like in the Bravo universe, it's not um, far fetched that people come on as a producer. I've seen it on other shows. I've seen it on um, Lisa Vanderpump's a producer. Like on. <laughs> so um, like, mm. Well, look at like remember like Southern Charm or um, uh, I don't There's, know. Yeah, there's well, a like nine no two one zero, but that's like a scripted show. But like Jason Priestley became like producer of the show in many episodes. But yeah, I, I believe I've seen that too with certain. Yeah, I mean it's there's no way they could do that though. Like that's why I feel like it was like someone was in his ear telling him that. But like in actuality, to to come back and have like season eleven be like producer. Tom Sandoval, all of us would be like, your kid, like, we're not watching the show anymore. Like, so he produced, like, he, this is all his idea. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm out. It could have been like, hey, man, come back and negotiate hard. Maybe ask for a producer credit. 
Why? Why? That could be, and then he twisted it to say he's going to have be, a, you know. Why would uh, Why would Tom Sandoval want producer credit? I thought all this was real and just their lives <laughs> being filmed. Like Shannon Madore. This yeah. is my real life. We can't talk about this. It's like, <laughs> Emily's, it's, does she know it's a reality show? <laughs> um, here's what I think on this whole, his threat and how Stassi begged and cried. They would never, ever take anything out. Um, so this is when he, he did this because Raquel made him look bad by saying he filmed her without her knowledge or permission. Okay. Raquel didn't come out till like very close to the end. We had already got enough Sandoval. I think producers should have called his bluff and said, fine, we got enough of you go ahead and walk because here's double sorted edge or double sorted, whatever. A, they got enough footage of him. They got two and a half episodes out of him and B, do you think Sandoval's really going to walk? He's going to have so much FOMO on missing out. On wait, wait, wait. When, to- when he threatened to walk, wasn't that um, the apartment scene? Like when like they're, they were filming to get like right as soon as they picked cameras back up? Oh, I thought it was on the reunion when she said. I'm pretty because so, remember oh. that's when all those rumors came. I remember they were okay, like he halts okay. filming. I think I think that's when she's she brought it up, and that's when huh. they cut it. Oh, and that's when the, yeah people heard him arguing in the hallway yes. and stuff. Okay, well that makes more sense. I thought it was the reunion, and I thought they've got we didn't need three episodes of Sandoval. Yeah, and they, I'm like they wouldn't have walked. They he has too really much FOMO. totally they featured him way too much for sure. Yeah, and he would not have left Raquel on stage without him to no. at least try and control and manipulate her. Okay, that makes more sense then. All right. Yeah. Then I'll move on from that point. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, so then she insinuates, you guys have covered um, the men for these things, really dark things that the men on this show have done. So here's our precursor to a lot of other stories like the one we hinted at may be coming out. That's one of them. But she goes to the point where I can't even be in the same room with these men and I'm getting less airtime because of it. And she goes, I'm fine with it. And you did notice Stassi was in a lot. Like she didn't want to film with certain people. She wouldn't go to certain events and she took the hit because she was not on board with these men and their behavior and condoning it. So she took less airtime um, because she didn't want to ruin the show. She's like, I could have said something. I could have been public about this, but I didn't want to ruin the show, not just for the cast or the show reasons, but the cat, the crew, the production, all these people that are families. And she's thinking about their jobs, relying on this. And she didn't want to ruin everyone's jobs. Okay. So, I found that part interesting because I, You're still going on with sweeping things under the carpet. Yeah. And like, I I don't know. I got it. That rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't know. I don't know how to verbalize that right now. Um, Because she goes, well, I can handle this. I'm tougher than this. I can just heal on my own. Yeah. Undermines everybody else. Well, and 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 a lot of people really liked when she said that. And I did too. But at the same time, I, I just like 
it, it, I guess, like, other things ran through my mind that have happened on the show, and I wondered, like, in a group thread, are people pissed off behind the scenes that certain things are coming out? Like, for instance, when Breegate happened with Sheena, and she was fired from the show, and a lot of uh, the editing came under scrutiny and all this stuff. Like, it, like, was everyone mad that Sheena brought that up and brought that to light? Like, was was everyone like, Sheena, how could you? You know, or um, or other things that have... I, I don't know. It just made me wonder, like, they're well, protecting... It was they're, already out there because we we put it out there. But I mean, they're they're protecting <laughs> yeah, the no, show at all costs. Yes. Um. And like, at what cost? Like, I just. You know what the one line though like, that you said rubbed you the wrong way. You know what is a little reminiscent of when she's like, "Well, I can handle this. I'm tougher than this. I'll just heal on my own." But like implying like other people aren't. It reminded me of one of one of her cancellations in the Me Too. She's like. Oh, I just said no, or I've never been asked that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm tough enough to say no, whereas these other women weren't. Right, right. Kind of thing. It was a little bit of that. Yeah. I don't want to drag her too much on that. She's done her work, but I know, you can still I, I know, see I, a little bit of sentiment there. Yeah, but I, I guess what rubbed me the wrong way is the fact that you know something is wrong, and everyone does. Like That's saying that, like, like obviously like the cast and crew everything but like it does trickle down but like that many people also know so that many people are turning like a blind eye that many people are continuing to just like pretend like just looking the other way and to me that's like a little bit scary like it actually like like makes my heart beat fast and I'm scared like I don't know what's going on with the James allegations. It's like, who knows what and how much do they know? That's scary. That could bring the show down and that could not only bring the show down, but make anyone that has any knowledge of this hated along with the perpetrator that if they did or didn't do these things, other people could be taken down if they knew about it and didn't say anything or just ignored it. Right. I don't know. It's, it's a scary place to go. Yeah. So we're gonna let <laughs> other people do it. <laughs> Magazines, yeah. police, I don't know. Just I well and I absolutely felt like in a way that she was beating around the bush about that too. Um, you know, saying that I I one hundred percent believe that's what she was referring to. I just you could just tell. Yeah. Um, I also really liked, and this is, I think, the clip I posted, and um, yes, it's it was limited, but I did encourage everyone to listen to the whole podcast because I thought the whole podcast, well, I skipped the first part and I skipped the part after because I don't really care. Um, I was promoting the podcast. I just played a clip. So yes, maybe taken out of context, people could be like, what? But it was her saying kind of what we all feel, and she literally said, you know, from an outsider observing, because she said she's not talking to her friends about it much, she goes, the cast is all up in arms and kind of incited all of us to wave the flag against Tom and Raquel and boycott them, you know, shame finger them, blah, blah, blah. She goes, but now it appears like what we see, what we all see as outsiders, it appears they're moving on, they're hanging out, they're filming with each other, they're taking pictures with each other. You know, implying there's forgiveness for Sandoval, 
And then she said, and he's making bank. She goes, he is making life changing money while Raquel is making nothing. But she does continue to say that was obviously Raquel's choice. Right. Um, Raquel could have made merch. Raquel could have gone on and told her story and maybe changed the narrative where she could have had more of a comeback for either future seasons and bigger pay or other shows. Right now, she's left on an island in a little igloo on an island. There's not really many places for her to go. So I kind of agree with her that she should have gone back and at least, you know, some people, they said Lala would have given her an ear. She gave Sandoval an ear, so she's going to be fair. She reached out to her. You know, it might have been, and Lala said that too, that she should have come back. So it's unfortunate that she didn't, but it is what it is. But at the same time, you know, Stassi's saying from the outsider perspective, it is true. They did incite all of us to rally up, lead the charge, throw tomatoes on stage, boycott this. Don't ever go to a Sandoval show ever. And I guarantee you they're going to be there next week. Um, you know, and then and she goes, what happens when the fans see the show and it's not what they signed up for? It's not what they were told to do by the cast and this uproar. And it's like disappointing. Like the fans then have the power. People are going to be so mad to essentially cancel the show. You know, because if everyone's going to be to feel the way a lot of people have felt their reactions to the picture in Tahoe, their reactions to the picture with Lala on the beach with Sandoval, it hasn't gone well. And this is these are just two little examples. I have a feeling that that is exactly their plan. Um, they they got so off. I'm talking about production and the. Um, is there a way to wrap it up? Yeah, I, they they got off on Scandaval so much. There was such a high. They they loved the new numbers. The how frantic everyone was. They loved feeding info to us, and now they're going to do that. They're going to reverse it. They're going to piss us off to keep ever like they're going to ignite social media, ignite the fans by doing exactly what we don't want. And we're going to all talk about it. We're all going to be mad. And it's going to give them the same numbers as if they would make us happy by have, you know, whatever. I don't know what else would have made us happy, but it's kind of the safest bet they can do is to try to piss us off because it will make (laughs) us care. And pissed off people are great viewers of TV. Like, the Howard Stern quote, we, we use this a lot too. Like the people that hate us, listen more on average, they write in more. They, they take the time. Someone else was just talking. They're like, well, I'm flattered by, you know, the time people are spending, sending us hate because I don't, we don't spend that much time thinking about you, but they're thinking, spending all this time thinking about us. You know what I mean? Us meaning whoever it is, Howard Stern or the show or Sandoval. It's like, People are still engaging, and that's what they want. They want the engagement, whether it's love or hate. And sometimes hate brings bigger numbers. Yeah, I just, it, just um, I, I started thinking about it, and I was like, I think it's the only way to come off of this high of the wave is they're going to write it back the opposite way, and it's going to like they're they're still going to go down, and they would have go, gone down the other way too. But this way, they can go. They're going to tick everyone off again. Like it's gonna, it's it's happening again. I really, I really think it is. Yep. Well, she did say she's, um, you know, she didn't appreciate 
like she still didn't really take accountability. She felt bad at for her. She goes, you can do two things at once. You can think someone's a villain and you can still feel bad for them. But she didn't like how she downplayed her friendship with Ariana. She thinks it's time for us to move on. Um, Ariana was like, you know, the person that was allowed to say those things. Everyone else, we probably just all need to cool it. And I think that's I, I thought, true. Yeah, I thought that was true. And I, I was kind of happy to hear her say that because that's aimed kind of at her own friends, which I, I appreciate that she's not, like, totally trying to excuse them from anything that they've done. She didn't call them out or anything, but we know, like, the loudest ones were Lala and Katie and James. So um, I thought that was interesting. Yep. Um, she also thought the this number 361K was fake. She's like, that's a fake number. I mean, <laughs> I just appreciated her uh, little backup on that. <laughs> I still think it, I think it's like cumulative. I don't know. Because we know like when you're a friend of a side, they're making like 5 to 15K. So she then probably her last two, three years, she made bigger money, like probably 150, then 250, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, anything else on the Stasi of it? No. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I loved that episode. It was really good. Yeah. Did you watch the Taylor Armstrong video? Yes. Oh, my God. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. If you guys haven't seen it, it's all over Instagram. I'm sure it's made its way to Facebook or wherever. She was, she's feeling herself. She's getting a little confident. She's like putting out the orange. And then she's like, you don't know my name. It's kind of like the, don't you know who I am? I'm like, ooh, cool your jets, Taylor. You really haven't brought it that much this season. And also, a lot of people forgot who you were. Like, unless you're an OG Beverly Hillers, like, don't get too cocky too soon. Well, and I feel like even like even though I had been a fan of Beverly Hills when she was on, like I'm very I 100% know who she is. Watch OC. Like if I saw her standing outside of Craig's, I might like, you know like sometimes when you're stumped and you can't remember someone's name or you're like uh, like I, I myself could have seen my like I would I don't know if I would have been like Taylor maybe but like I don't blame those TMZ guys not knowing. Oh, <laughs> we saw the TMZ guys. We we had to correct them and help them. You know, we're at the courthouse with the TMZ guys, and they're like, <laughs> Shayna, Shayna, and I'm like, it's Sheena, and you can hear me on tape and all the virals, you guys, and I I was like. More doing that for Erica, Sheena's mom, and uh, and then they're so then the next guy's like Sheena. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> um, they don't know anybody. <laughs> I we really sh- I, like. I wish that there was like we need to put that into like a build a bear or something. You know how you can like push the you can like record a sound. That should be yeah. like honest. Like that was so epic. It it did not get the attention that it deserved. Oh, we can make a Build-A-Bear with that as the audio and send it to... Yeah. Erica. Erica. <laughs> For her birthday. It's your birthday. We gotta wait till Shana. Oh, we have time. Shayna. <laughs> it's like eye roll. And then you're having to chase the <laughs> TMC guys. Oh, like, my Look. God. <laughs> oh, what a year. What a year. All right. So, OC. So... 
yeah, okay, well, anyways, anyone going to Sheena's show, hit us up. We're all going to, like, you know, rally and have some drinks. We're going to be there at 5, and the show starts at 6, so I'm get, we should have, like, a good hour of, like, mingling around. I'm, you know, we're not just going to sit there, right? Um, so hit us up. Uh, we're finding more and more people telling us they're going. Um, shout out to... S. Malone, we've got Talia coming from Vegas, we've got Chloe, we've got Jessica, we got Brian, we got a whole crew. Yeah, I'm so excited. And, yeah. So, cool. Alright, let's get into OC. <sighs> so, they start off with Cynthia Rowley and, I'm assuming, like, Corona Del Mar. Yeah. I hated both the dresses that girl tried on woman tried on i thought they were like it wasn't her fault i didn't like the cut i didn't like the fabric i didn't like the colors like i am someone that loves to buy green all shades of green this was just a little too army green for me but then the black one was like it wasn't even black but it wasn't like slate journey it was like it was black fabric that had hung in the window and got faded and then the cut was weird I don't know. It was not a good advertisement, I think, for that designer or store. No. And, um, yeah, I feel like they, they could have styled her a little bit better. I, I, I feel like it was, like, the salesperson's fault in that store. Like, um, Diane used to work at, what was that place called? Black House, White Market, whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Like, um that place was like a nightmare going into. I I would hate it because the salespeople, my mother, would bring like they would bring stuff that I didn't even want. Like I'm like I I don't want I don't like that. But son of a gun when you when they put together an outfit, like all of the clothes are they work together, you know? And so it does it works. Look at Dance Moms, they wore it for years. Um but uh I feel like yeah, they needed to help out a little bit. Like you should know how to uh, yeah, that the scene was just horrifying. Know. And that green one is like tank top on the top and then like flowy gown. I think the Not bottom to be, of the gown was fine or the top was fine if it was like a tank top dress. It was like it, two different looks. It, yeah, or it looked like I could have done it. And I'm not a designer. Yeah. And it's just like old navy colors or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I like the dress she showed up in the best. And I think I had that dress. It was a Michael Kors from Macy's. Um, I thought that looked better. <laughs> yeah. So, um, pretty cool to hear her story. Eight years, gosh, terrible. And then later we'll get into the other ladies. Well, I mean, we could just mention it now. Marilyn, 28 years on death row for a double homicide and you didn't do it. That's just crazy. Could you imagine, like, I just, like, I couldn't even imagine being being in there and being like, I didn't do it. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, okay. All right, buddy. Like, go eat your food. Like, And that- you get it out, but it's like, but I lost like a third of my life or half my life. Well, and then she, and can't, that- even, and she can't even get her career back. Yeah. Yeah, the, the nursing. It's like, you should have been able – yeah, that was crazy. Her. And then on Marilyn, she's like, it wasn't even that she was – exonerated the the governor the other woman confessed and obviously i'm sure they had evidence to support the confession because you know they don't just take anyone's confession you know a lot of people do it because they just they want attention so 
the governor just commuted her sentence. Like, all right, well, you can leave now. But he didn't like, it didn't sound like she was cleared or exonerated or be able to sue or anything. She said, once I got it commuted and was out, now I, I can be on the outside fighting it to get it cleared and everything. It's like commuted. That just means like early parole, which uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. But um, I, we're kind of skipping around a little bit, but I just wanted to say one thing that I absolutely loved, and this doesn't happen often on the housewife show for me. So when it does, like I, I like to talk about it, but I felt like it was such a good example of, and it was Gina that kind of pointed it out where it's like these women and like me included everyone, like, we talk about our problems as if it's like the worst thing ever. And sometimes it takes something bigger than yourself, you know, where you're actually helping someone or you're stopping to listen to someone to like, there are, there, yeah, there's bigger problems in the world. Like the other night I, I went out for like a girl's night with my friends and I was like getting ready to like launch into a monologue about feeling sorry for myself with like my diabetes And one of my friends shared like this crazy thing that's going on in her life with like her son and all these things she's dealing with. And I was like, I literally was sitting there going, oh my God, like there are so many other things going on. You know, like sometimes it just like, it helps to just get outside and like listen to people (laughs) because you really can get caught up in your own like shit and not realize what's going on. Like Heather Dubrow. And Shannon, like I even made a note, this is later on and we'll get to it, but when Shannon is like the, the, at her taco night and the chef breaks out into his taco wrap, right? She is like ear to ear smiling and clapping. And I was like, she looks so Karen white right now. Like she's getting another, like they're all sitting there all smiley, like, Ooh, we're like getting an authentic cultural experience here. I think he has some Mexican in him or something. Isn't this great? And he's rapping. Like it just really screams super white to me. Um, <laughs> the, the, that was real. They were getting out of that. Yes. <laughs> or, or it was reminding me of like when I never personally experienced this, but like it reminded me like when I was at my friend's house where like maybe their moms were like drinking and like, you know, cutting loose a little bit. And like me and my friends would go out there and like put on a little show and they'd be like, <laughs> you know, like really enjoying like or we yeah. thought we, they were enjoying it. But that's how it was like this like very. Show. <laughs> yeah, it was like this awkward thing. And they're like laughing in slow motion and we were like eating it up, you know. But if with her, you know how she always loves to like reference her past as being a rocker chick. Yes, I felt like that was her moment again of being like, "See, I'm so cool. I love rock bands and I love rap." I like also, in her mind, I think she thought she was experiencing some like real rap. I also <laughs> felt like she was hyper aware of the camera, looking yeah. for a reaction shot from her in you know, reaction to the rap. And I thought like, she really was like, (laughs) like really leaning into that. It's like, okay. Like you guys all look like you're like horrible actors. Yeah. But yeah, it was in that, that whole scene when she's just, this is my real life. And I'm like, check yourself. These women that Emily is late to your taco party. Had she come is how can you imagine coming from those stories to Shannon's like, you're gossiping because I said John and I got in a fight. 
We're like, a normal couple, which we're normal. <laughs> like, check yourself. These women didn't get to raise their children. Thank well, God. And, and, like, that's the brilliance of the editing again on this show. Like, they, they did that on purpose, like, just to highlight how wacky everyone is. Like, it's... Yeah. Okay, I didn't get the math on this. So, when Emily's with the gal at the trying on dresses... She's like, oh, are you going, are you going to stay in San Diego then? She's like, no, I've got to get back and go to my friend Shannon's taco party thing. Okay. When they actually show the gala and Emily speaking, it's nighttime. It's dark. Okay. How is she going to get from San Diego? And it's downtown. It's Humphreys Bay. To Huntington Beach, which is North Orange County, you're going to the bottom of San Diego County, I mean, almost, to the top of Orange County, to Huntington, and it's already dark, and you're still on stage speaking, and you're in, a, like, a LeMay dress. You're going to go to this taco night on the beach. You were never going to make it. Make it. I sound like Gina. Oh, my you God. Gonna you, make yeah, it. you just totally sounded like her. Um, I, I don't know. I was just – I heard that, too, and I was – I told myself – it must have been, like, a weekend retreat, and she wasn't going to stay for, like, whatever, like, whenever the taco, like, that had to be a different day, because. She said that, she's like, are you going to stay? And she said, no, I have to go back to the taco thing. And then that's why Gina said, I'm not going to go to taco night. I'd rather go to my friend's gala for uh, philanthropic gala. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I looked up the date because Shannon said specifically it was National Taco Day, which was October 4th. So it's still light out. It doesn't get light dark at 5 p.m. there. So I just don't think Emily was ever going to be able to make it to Taco Night. I could have sworn at like one point they were filming at the Balboa Bay Club. But maybe I was missed it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm so thrown off. For what part? I, um, I don't know. In one of the scenes with them. Let me look. Oh, the breakfast when she, when Emily was yelling on FaceTime. No, FaceTime. No, no, not that. Um, she, that she could have still been an OC for. I thought it was like when they were getting their makeup done. Oh. Huh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know why. Like I I I felt that they were at the Balboa Bay Club, but well, I, I don't yeah. know. Where that location is, it's on, like, Little Bay Peninsula, kind of like where Sheena used to live a little bit. So it has those little kind of Bay Club type. That feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I noted, because it, I, I had to look up, it was October 4th, because there, this whole thing is about Shannon and John's relationship and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I saw them at BravoCon. And I remember doing my BravoCon podcast saying the one thing I was impressed by was A, how happy and kind and nice and happy and confident Shannon was and how loving and doting John was and that he kept, he seemed shy and kind of like dipped, you know, dipped to the side of the booth or the side of her, stayed behind. Like, it seemed to me he really didn't want to be in the limelight but people would like call him out like john and so then he'd like sheepishly come out and this is like the same time they're having this argument about this this is a week or two later it's weird because i mean 
I'm guessing what I got from that is that Shannon, like probably Shannon was venting to Heather Dubrow like a few months prior after an argument or something before they were filming. And then Heather, you know, chatted about it. And then, you know, it, it just, it seemed to, at the time they were like a great couple. Yeah. And that's the exact same time frame as this taco night. It's two weeks later. Crazy. I don't know. But he does seem like he could get angry fast. Yeah. Tell him to fuck off. I was like, ooh. And I I don't know. I mean, it's weird because Heather's like, she's like, he doesn't, he's a very private person. She's like, no, he's not. You said he loves the limelight. Um, I'm still not sure because maybe he's just like, I don't want you to bring up my kids. I know what the show can do. Like, leave my kids out of it. Leave my work out of it. But yes, I'll agree to film with you because I know it's a problem for you if I don't. Because they certainly don't need him on the show. He's It's filler scenes. It's B-roll, right? Whereas they needed Brooks. They needed Eddie. Because there's commentary. Right. There's conflict there. Or there's... You know, John hasn't done anything that's been needed on the show. Right? Yeah. It just kind of seems like he's there to su- support her because production wants to show your person you're dating. But then... I feel like, though, he's one of those people that, like... Secretly likes it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, he reminds me of, like, the typical, like, Newport Beach man that, like, when they walk into a bar, they think people are, like, looking when even though, like, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know, like, there's, like, He's a, of that age. Yeah, there's, like, a certain, like, ego that men, like, in this area have, and I, I think he has it. Not in, a, not in a bad way. It's just, like, a clout thing or something. I don't know. But, um, where was I going with like, that? Whereas, like, Dr. Jen's husband doesn't have that because he's younger, and he just wanted right. want to be on the show. And right. made that very clear. Yes. And he's younger than that. Yes, it's that Terry DeRoe, John Jansen era where, yes, I'm the I'm the man of the hour. And yeah, the, like the yeah. big tuna. I, I don't, yeah, yes, yes. Um, I don't know. And then I... I can't help, but I I don't know if it's because Shannon has, like, shoved it down my throat that, like, he's not, like, he's just a normal guy. It's just John, what whatever the hell. Like, but every time that he is on camera with her, I feel like I'm hyper aware of it. And son of a gun, the way they nitpick at each other is, like, TV gold. It really, it's like... <laughs> I mean, Stop telling me what to do. Yeah, like from the driving of the boat, the, the, boat, the, the refrigerator, the slamming of the refrigerator, the, the barbecue. Yeah, opening <laughs> the oven. Like, it, I think um, they that the editors and everyone involved, like, they just can't. Like, it's it's too good. Yeah. And it's easy. <laughs> it's easy to like pick at. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. And, re- and really quick, talk about someone who is, like, trying to self-produce. Anytime that something happens, Shannon's like, turn the cameras off. Don't, we're not showing that. No, oh. no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. I, I'm done. I take my mic off. And Shannon Storms, like, she was born for that name. Shannon Storms storms off again onto the beach when Heather's talking to her. And Heather's like, how are we ever going to get anywhere? She keeps storming off. like, And then with the cameras, yeah, she's like, stop filming and like that cameraman kept trying to he reminded me of like 
at an airport when I, when I think I'm being sly, but then I'm busted. So then I either like pretend I'm texting up into the sky or like I'm looking at something and getting a photograph and I'm totally busted that I felt for that cameraman because he was trying to try to be incognito and she kept catching up. Um, but, but she kept saying, she's like, you don't understand. This is real for me. This is my real life. And then, and then I loved when she was, she was like, stop filming. You know, John's son doesn't like me. Don't put that in. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I put it in. Oh my God. Now his, the son doesn't like her. And clearly the daughter doesn't like her. Cause they got in a big fight in Costa Mesa, which I have to bring up. But I'll bring it up later, but it's a little interesting. Another Costa Mesa thing. Um, but first, I wanted to uh, <laughs> notice the second time I round, around, and also, you guys, some of this, if you watch it on Bravo, I watched today on Peacock, the way Holly watches it, there's like so much more that happens. So if, you, if we're talking about something that you're like, I don't remember that, I'm telling you, go watch the Peacock version. Or I think what it is, is... Because on Peacock it says never seen before footage, whatever. They air that the hour before the so they should air it next week at eight oh, PM. Oh, okay, PM. okay. So that's what Peacock they're just showing us the never before seen footage a week earlier than Bravo does. So if you don't have Peacock, you can still see it on Bravo an hour before the, the new episode airs. Um so some of these references because I felt like there was some very significant references on my notes that were in the never seen before Peacock version, yeah, um, which we'll get to. So if you don't recall this, you're not, you didn't fall asleep. You're not crazy. We're just talking about the extra content. Um, but part of this I noticed, so they did a flashback to, so Tamara's getting ready for the taco night. She's talking to her makeup artist. Yeah. The last time you did me, I was dressed up as Heather and so they panned to her, and I didn't notice this during that episode, but she's wearing this little, like, sweater dress. It says, it has, it has some, like, I don't know, image on it or embroidery. I couldn't really tell what it was. But then it's got an H and a D for Heather's initials. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom of the image, in big, like, press-on letters or, like, big metallic press-on letters, like, crafty, mm-hmm. like, she, she, like she ironed them on herself, huge letters says Coco. And I thought, well, Oh, I, I noticed that too. And I didn't want to bring that up because I thought that I was like hallucinating. That seems really shady because yes, you associate Coco Chanel with Heather Dubrow. Um, well, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Um, but Chanel goes by Chanel or CC, right? Right. The two C's or it's Chanel. It's not, Coco, or very rarely is it like Coco number five, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yet, and she could have chosen any designer in the world too to put on, you know, Versace or Dolce and whatever Heather wears, Louis Vuitton. But she chose Coco, which Chanel doesn't really generally go by Coco, and yet Heather's youngest child's original name was Coco. Um, they are now Ace. It just seemed a little shady. Like, why would you put that on there when that was your child's name that transitioned to, you know? I, I, I noticed that too. And I thought, holy shit, because I thought that that was a big, um, 
point of, like, one of the reasons Heather was, like, stalling filming and stuff was because some stuff was coming out um, about Ace, and she didn't like the way that it was coming out. And then when I saw Tamara have Coco on her, I thought the same thing. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, that's... You don't bring someone's kids into it. I, I don't know. If it said Chanel on it, it would have made perfect sense. But it said Coco. Or, like, why not just put Champs or something? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like, you know, Tamara's, like, bright enough to get that or strategic enough to be, like, that evil. But No, but, like, it, Kelly Dodd would. It was a it was a very big oversight, I will say, on Tamara's part. Yes. Um. Okay, so Heather and Shannon start yelling. She storms up. She's like, "I'm not spreading." I mean, the one thing Heather does that's a little annoying. She just she never takes any accountability. She's like, "I did not reveal any information from the vault," and. And Shannon's like, well, these are normal relationship issues. She's like, there's bigger things, but I'm not going to say them. I'm not going to go there. And then she does in her confessional. But it's like she never – she just yells louder, and then Shannon's a yeller, so they're both yeah. yelling. So when I first watched this conversation, I was kind of – I was thinking, like, how would I feel if a friend came to me like Heather did? Um Versus, like, I guess then I compared it to way th- to the, how her and Emily's conversation was. And I feel like one was done in, like, a friend way and one was done in kind of a hostile way. And the hostile way is always how Heather is. Um, yeah, like you said, she just, she never, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you're, we are talking to a friend, especially when they're obviously spiraling about something, you don't want to approach it in like a lex- a luxury way. You want to listen and then, you know, hopefully you can get a couple of points in there and then you come to an agreement. Um, also, my whole, my whole thing on Shannon, if I was Shannon's friend, I would 100% back off, like kind of how Emily did, where she kind of just was like, look, like I'm your friend. Um, I won't say anything you don't want me to say. I like your kids. Like I, you know, I just want to have fun with you. I think that to try to change Shannon, you can't do it. So you either have to accept her for who she is and be okay with all of the things they keep listing about her. The late phone calls, the when she, everything that happens when she drinks, like you kind of just have to get over that and like be her friend and hold space for her or not. Like it's one or the other. Yeah. Just be done with it. I mean, this is where I kept going back and forth because on the, and this is where the extra bonus scenes help too. Cause I was like, how they're just, you know how Shannon is just be like, I didn't share anything, but be calm. Don't be yelling back. But then in the extra footage, she's like, you know, she calls her the town crier or whatever. She's like, you tell lots of people stuff and you don't remember it. And then they have Gina, Heather, Tamara, Emily, all say the same thing. She starts drinking and she starts dialing and then she doesn't remember who she told what. And that's very apparent. And that was apparent last season and this season, you know, as we saw at Javier's and Emily has recounted, like Emily seems to have my memory. Like, no, remember on April 4th, blah, blah, blah. Like she remembers or there's footage of it and Shannon's not remembering. And so Heather has a point then, like maybe it wasn't Heather. She's told all these other people things and, you know, so then I'm like, okay. But then on the extra bonus scene, 
Shannon reads this text from Heather, and she goes, it sounded like a threat. And I'm like, oh, that's um, Shannon being dramatic. But she read the text, and then they panned to the footage of last year of Heather truly threatening Shannon. And I thought, it does sound like a threat. But she's, you know, she's like, I don't know. It did. It did. Last year, when, when Shannon talked about Heather's life at all, she came at her with, if you ever I hated your life that. will be Ugh. destroyed Yuck. beyond your and then here she comes with this year oh they're friends oh guess what's being used against you and there was a clear text thread um that kind of sounded like that it sounded like payback to me i've never i've like in all of the footage i've never heard heather like snap at her children but i i wonder what it's like when like you get busted by her as a mom like, I could imagine, like, she would hit you with, like, a gnarly text message, you know, like, you better, da 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 like, it, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to receive a text, dude. <laughs> um, it's funny, everyone's kind of ripping apart, I think it comes up next week, there's a, fo- so there's cheating rumors swirling of Terry or whatever, Terry and Heather, but then they post a picture and it's like such a fake staged picture. It's like Bronwyn style, like, oh, the paparazzi just happened to catch me in Newport Beach. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's just, she, she doesn't open up herself and she's so surface level and everything's great. So when they're accusing Shannon of, you know, at least when Emily says it, Emily's like, yeah, I fight with him. Or They show the good, bad, and the ugly of Shane. Um, they don't really do that with Heather and Terry. They're very heavily producing themselves as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she's like, you better tell your story or others will. That sounds like a veiled threat to me. Um, you know, and at this point, I guess, though, Shannon should, should know better. Here's a dichotomy. It's like, she should know better than to tell cast members any rants or complaints or whatever, or venting. But then again, this is a reality show. And in this franchise, some, maybe not all, are actually real friends in life and supposed to be real friends in life. So if you can't do this with your friends, then they shouldn't be your friends. You know, but they really are in real like Tamra and like they like truly go out. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. still friends with Kelly Dodd. Like they're actual friends in Orange County for right. the most part. Right. Um. So if she can't tell them. Then, fuck. Then they're not our friends. But if you do tell them, oh, it might leak to the show. So, it, it it's a tough call. What does she do? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Emily had the best idea, and I've thought about this for many years. Like I I don't do this, but yeah, you know, obviously we've all been doing it. We've all done it in the past. But I mean. You used to, not you, but like I'm sure I've I've done it. Um, I know certain people that do it a lot. The drunk dial, the drunk text, and you're like, oh, like the best thing ever is the unsend feature, right? Right. But when Emily said, Shannon, you just get one of those like car breathalyzers to start your car, but you need it on your phone. I've always thought that was like, I'm sure they have that invention. They just, why aren't they rolling it out? Yeah. <laughs> I have self-control now, so I don't need it. But there's a time in my life that I could have used it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like in the DMs, like, 
more so about the show, not even relationships. That was you and me are on the left a note on his windshield kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> but like jams about the show. I don't know. Yeah. Unsent. Yeah. And unsent a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So we talked about John. I liked um, Jen just. Okay. We get into her later with like, okay. I'm like, Oh, she's betraying Shannon. Oh, she's betraying Gina. Oh, she's betraying. I'm like, no, I'm going back and forth and I'm liking her. But like here, like didn't last week she had a litter of puppies and now she has little kittens. And then she's like talking to her adopted son. Like, do you wonder about your birth? Like she's so good. Yeah. She's such a like kind, understanding person. I go back and forth with her too. Like I like there's like yeah from week to week I'm like I I'm done I don't care I'm not invested and then yeah she'll pull at the heartstrings and I, like I'm a little more invested um, and yeah she seems to have like this they're showing this thread of caring you know that uh, yeah. is, is very strange to the housewife world um, compassion and. Uh, passion for taking care of things and um, like kind of like childhood innocence. I don't know. Like it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, I did like, Oh, go ahead. No, 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 that's all. What I did like was when like she was down with her talk and the kid threw the, or she threw the soccer ball or whatever. And it wound up in the pool. I kind of liked that her pool looked kind of dirty. <laughs> Did you notice it? Yeah, oh. like with like the leaves in there and shit. <laughs> leaves. It looked like there's a little bit of layer of scum, and then like the hose <laughs> just plopped in there, and like the cleaner was like in there, but like no one was. <laughs> a layer of like, scum. <laughs> I mean, she's got a lot to do, and maybe they don't have a pool person. So <laughs> I like her even more for that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's not relatable is, I guess, the next scene we go to Harry and Harry, Heather and Terry. I guess we could call them Harry. That's their couple name. I actually love that sign on their penthouse that Roberto Cavalli designed. Okay, and, okay. Do you like it? Uh, okay. Well, I have opinions. Okay. First of all, I think it's weird that it's like pretty much like all furnished because that seems like very up Heather Dubrow's alley to. Uh, I have to furnish this person. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a beautiful place, but then here, you guys, if you have not seen the Peacock version, please watch or just listen to us. The unseen footage, what they showed on the unseen footage, what I'm about to say, they did not show on Bravo last night that A, okay, well, it's 14 million. I think we've heard that number before. B, the view is fucking a smoggy LA. It's not, there's no ocean, there's no mountains, canyons. Like, it, I don't know. I and, do love LA, but it's well, not I, the greatest view. I've also seen better views of LA. Like, I, right. I like Stassi's view better than that. 100%. But here's the kicker, you guys. I, I'm sorry. They still have two kids in school. It's a two bedroom. No. Yes. Two bedroom, three and a half bath. No, it n- no. Uh, fuck. There's. N- and then they're like, like, um, 
the son. I forget his name. The son's Max. Oh, wait, no. Is it Max? No, that's the no, girl. No, I thought it was Max, but that's the Max is the other. That's the girl. Oh yeah. Um, the son's she's like, yeah, I'm gonna get some action up in here, and but I'm like, where in your mom's? And that's why Heather said, please not in my bedroom, because probably the kids are gonna be in the other bedroom. So she's gonna have two kids share a room. These kids that grew up in like this fifty thousand square foot mansion are now gonna downsize to bunk beds. I don't know what the fuck. Well, they could move into a closet, I guess. <laughs> Two bedrooms. I couldn't believe it. I paused. I rewound. I paused again. I was like, no. "Wow!" I'm gonna have to go back and watch and look at or look up the listing because that is wild. Fourteen million. Two bedroom, three and a half bath, and it was like uh, fifty-three square hundred. 5,300 square feet. Well, and this is my problem with Heather, and this is why, like the work that. Um, Emily's doing completely exposes Heather for who she is because it just shows like this is her storyline and this is her like that her and um uh Harry what's his name um what kind of- Terry <laughs> her and Terry can have a sexy new chapter like and and when LA calls she can just be right there <laughs> Like it that it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and her okay. her smug it's, face, like signing the papers, like she's like like done something like so wicked, you know. It's like look at me and Terry got this sexy apartment, isn't it sexy? And like we don't know if we've sold our house yet. We're not going to talk about it. And she's contradicting herself with her like IMDb because I'm sorry if you're such a well established actress. No one's going to be calling you being like, can you get here in 20 minutes? You know what I mean? Like, that's an extra. That's like a, a, a that's a sir restaurant server. They were like, hey, someone dropped out. Can you be here this afternoon? That's not Heather Dubrow or no. the role she would accept or take. Like, and, you can also drive an hour. And okay? Orange County is a perfectly acceptable place to be a working actress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That I mean, that was just, yeah. If, if she was a working actress, up and coming, that she needed to be available for auditions as they come up throughout the day. Sure. Yeah, but she's she, not doing those. She's like, um, she's like, it's my time to be selfish now. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna get this <laughs> sexy apartment in L.A. and I'm gonna do auditions. It's like Aud- she's gonna audition for Beverly Hills Housewives. Is what she's auditioning for. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Come on. That was yeah, stupid. Stupid. Uh, and, who, everything and, else. and also, like, who gives a shit about a suede door? Oh my god, yes, that was in my notes. I'm like, also, the one of the suede doors was in the kitchen. Okay, you're gonna get like grease in the air. Who? How do you clean a suede door? Does she, and does she not like care about like animal cruelty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Heather. But how do you clean that? It's in the kitchen. Well, I she, thought at first it was like their cabinet, their like kitchen cabinets too. I'm like, gross. Like I literally <laughs> like last weekend just like wiped down all my cabinets. I didn't realize how gross ew, they were. Ew. When, whenever Diane comes over, like if I'm having like an event and she comes over to like help me deep clean, that's she'll make me wipe my cabinets. And I'm like, Diane, come on. Like that's unnecessary. Like she starts getting like way too detailed. But yeah. when I do wipe them, I'm like, ew, it is gross. Yeah. Like it's not something you see, but if you decide to do it, like 
I think one of them had like coffee splatter on it. Like, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to wipe off these drops. And then in wiping off the drops, I started looking. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So no, then I was like obsessed. It, I'm like yeah. scouring every corner. Because it gets a little like sticky in there or like there's dust or whatever it is. It's, yeah. yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. When you feel like a scum. So, yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, let's see. There's a lot of Balenciaga in this episode. This is before the scandal came out. Because I remember Tamara talking about it on her podcast. Oh, she yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I was wearing some Balenciaga in this episode. It's Shannon. It's Jen. Yeah. Okay, we already talked about Shannon getting a... Oh, my God. Well, I guess we have stuff before the taco night. Um, John tells... Okay, so they're getting ready for taco night. Shannon's still like, I'm just very upset. And he's like, um, honey, you really don't have time to be upset. We got to get ready for this party. And she's upset no one's coming. And I was curious, like, why isn't Vicky there? That would have been another person. But she, like, maybe out visiting her boyfriend or something. Because that would have been a perfect thing for her to attend. Yeah, it's like right up her alley. Right up, right with her people. Yeah, all the tequila. And then here's the other thing, you guys. This place is on the beach. It's very casual. We have Shannon, Tamara, and Jen all sporting like some black faux leather spandexy pleather pants and a blazers. And it's, you know, the hottest month in Southern California is quite often September. This is October 4th. It can also be piping. It can be hot then too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're going to wear, but all right. And heels, heels on the beach, but. Okay. So just like getting into the fiesta of it all, I related to Shannon in like her planning, like this special event having the location, being there, trying to get everything together, um, and then people not coming. Like, that would stress me out, too. Yeah, it's such a disappointment. Yeah, it's annoying. It's like you put all, you, you know, you ha- you come up with the idea, you're executing it, and then, um, also, this is the second time that I have been absolutely blown away by the crew's setup for this, this scene. Like, I, I, I've never seen Vanderpump Rules set up a tent and have like yeah. a whole home base. Yeah. They like they work <laughs> out of a van. A family van. Yeah. Okay, what I thought was the dumbest shit was the hazy slowdown that evolution loves to oh, do. Oh, that me too. I I actually like I don't even remember what I did. I just remember like my eyes rolled into my head. And I tried to make it like a really long eye roll. And when they came back to into focus on the TV, it was still happening. Yeah. They're like doing tequila shots. They weren't even dealing with the worm that's supposed to make you feel like you're on drugs. They're just like, woo. It was like the Jacks and James absinthe. Like, whoa, we're on drugs. It's so stupid. It's like we get it. Like they're they're starting to get tipsy. You don't need to like do filters on the the thing. Yeah. So then we have okay. Jan sits down and she tells Shannon, "Yeah, I don't think it's fair. They nobody should be scrutinizing your relationship." Obviously, Jen's going to say that because she just went through it. Um, 
I mean, I love a full circle moment like that. It's so satisfying because everyone's sitting there going, oh, shit, that's what we did to her. Well, it was interesting because, you know, Shannon really stuck up for Jen during that time. They were coming at her saying, look, I was cheated on, you know, with someone like Jen, but like, give it a break. Like she was having Jen's back. So I was like, oh, this is nice. Jen's having Shannon's back. Mm -hmm. But then when... Shannon started going into the Gina stuff about her DUI and how she was like, how she saved her and her kids were going to get taken from CB. And Jen's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I, I agree. Like, Shannon, you need to let that story go. It's four years old. It's, you're being that person that, does, you know, there's people that, I mean, granted, it worked out in this case, but like they do something for you that, they didn't even, you didn't even ask them to. And then they hold it over your head forever. Like, well, I did this for you. And you're like, I didn't even ask you to. It's like, I brought you McDonald's. It's like, I don't eat meat. And then a year later, they're like, I brought you McDonald's that time you were sick. It's like, yeah. Um, so, you know, at first I was like, oh, Jen's going back and forth. But it is, Shanna needs to kind of stop harping on that I was a savior. But like, Gina's right. She passed along a number. I mean, maybe she did save her from, she's like, he called the DA at 10 p.m. at night and stopped him, the cops coming to her house with her children at 8 a.m. I mean, would they really do that for a DUI? I I, mean, I think you know, so. That's crazy. Um, so, anyways, I mean... I like Jen's kind of following Tamara's lead and like she's telling each person like what she thinks and kind of like having their back on both while having neither because she's telling the opposite person. So she's stirring the pot. Yeah. Get shit going. But in a way where like, I don't think she can quite be called out for it. So she's doing a good job. People can still be like, yeah. why are you starting shit? But she's also the only reason why I was okay with it is in the moment she also kind of questioned like the like what was going on or at least in her confessional you know she was yeah. like what the hell like you can't talk about someone's kids like that and I think that's true I think that it's okay for Shannon to tell the story you know like like four years ago but to keep bringing it up yeah. is like it, it's too much yeah she, it happened in the last year sure talk about it but it's four years ago you uh, got yeah and imagine if someone was like oh like remember when david like got engaged and then he got and then like they called it off and your kids were in italy she'd be like how dare you you know like she would flip out yeah so jen also tells shannon she's like well i did i was out with gina and she did say that she felt like you were kind of poking around her relationship a bit much and that she thought you were doing that to deflect from your own issues. And then they kind of show, you know, what Shannon was talking about. She's like, I was just asking her how she was doing. And then she made this suggestion that Heather Dubrow also made, like maybe you should just kind of check yourself a little bit and like how much you can talk about your ex-husband to Travis. And she's like, if I talked about David Bedore to John Jansen, he would not have it. You know, John's sitting right. Can you, he's sitting right next to you. Can you just say John? Yes, <laughs> I know. But I mean, it's a good point. So I don't know if she was fishing or if she was just being a friend asking like, how is everything going? Or was she trying to d stir shit up to deflect? I don't know. Yeah. 
But yeah, she needs to not bring that DUI stuff up. And that mon- that flashback montage was so cringy. She's like, yes, I saved her. I was like, stop. Do you the- um do you get the feeling that uh Emily I would say Emily and um, Tamara, like, do you feel like people are afraid to have Shannon on their bad side and to, like, to not film with? I get this feeling that, like, um, Emily doesn't want to lose her, like, ally with Shannon. Oh, sure. Yeah, Ellie's, uh, Emily's playing both sides for sure. Because I, I just, I, I really think Shannon kind of runs the show and if you're and if she doesn't like you you're it's not gonna go well well and the rumors have been on like chop emily and gina both have been on the chopping block for several years they say it every year yeah yeah so you've noticed massively last year and this year how emily has stepped up her game yes that's what she's doing and she's, you know, yeah. And and you believe her. I mean, she's genuinely crying and everything. Like, I do believe her when she's having her conversation with Shannon. And- oh, me too. But yeah, yeah, I just, I just get this, like, the way that she was kind of like, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I'll, I'll play by your rules. Like, I no talking about John. Da, da, da. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like, she seems so convicted. Otherwise, like, why is she bowing down to Shannon? Yeah. Well, Tamara just got back. Yeah. She probably thinks Heather's positioning for Beverly Hills. She's got to do something. Um, Okay, so Gina goes over to Jen. Does she mean hold on? No, no, no. Gina goes over to Jen's. And, yeah, we see the kittens. But here's my question. How are these bitches drinking flavored coffee mate with all that fucking sugar? Like, really? You have Jen's body, you have Gina's body, and you're drinking, like, hazelnut mocha coffee meat. Don't they have, like, um, what's it called? Like, sugar-free and stuff? Well, maybe. But did you notice Gina had, like, a little, it looked like a little thimble. Maybe she was at your house. She had a little (laughs) thimble, and she was pouring the coffee meat into the little thimble, like, clearly to measure. Oh. I remember, I I won't say who, I won't out them. You know who you are. You know who you are. They were so strict, like, you know, with the peanut butter, it's like two tablespoons of peanut. They would put the peanut butter in a whole tablespoon and, like, precisely, like, level it out to make sure it wasn't, like, one dot more than the tablespoon. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to go through all that effort because cleaning a freaking peanut butter off the tablespoon is such a nightmare. It's like, it's so hard to get off. It's it's like butter, you know, it's like you can't get it off. Um, I feel like that's what she was doing. She was putting the coffee mate into this little like thimble shot glass that was like maybe exactly one tablespoon so that she could like make sure she was on track with all her grams. Oh, wow, wow. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe they were sugar-free. I should go back and zoom in. Yeah, Um, yeah. But so she kind of tells her the story and Gina's pissed off. So then we go over to Paragon – with Emily and Shannon, the first thing I noticed, Shannon, I'm like, I can just see production. We've seen this happen so many times with Sir, with Sir and the cast. Okay, try that again. They have to walk in like ten times. Yes, to get the shot. It's so awkward. 
Shannon's walking like Frankenstein. She's like, stop, stop. Her arms and shoulders are not moving. It's like she's like literally been told like, okay, walk in again. Try it a different way. And so she's like trying a pose or something. Um, but it's like, Paragon, where's that? I was like, I wonder if Holly's ever been. It's this brunch and cocktail. So it looks kind of cute. So I look it up. I'm like, what an odd place to meet. Yeah, it's right by my house. Yeah. It's on the right side of the 405. And, and first, it's like Costa Mesa. I'm like, Costa Mesa means a lot of things. That can mean Newport Beach. That can mean, like, there's like four different Costa Mesas, really, right? Mm-hmm. There's the one where Paragon is. There's South Coast Plaza. There's um, Newport Costa Mesa. And then there's like the between Huntington and Newport, that up, you know, mm-hmm. Street. But I'm like, is this by, so is this, is this by like David's Bridal or is further up no it's right by there it's like it's it's like a furniture place it's like there's like soho place yeah uh uh-huh that's it okay that's it that was like weird spot it's not by like big they yeah they they try they tried to make it work um like before covid and then um a bunch of stores closed and now it's really hurting, but they put the, yeah, some trendy restaurants in there and I've never even heard of Highland street. I was like, what the hell? Uh, Every street in orange County. But so yeah, I had to blow it up and I'm like, maybe I could see it says brunch and cocktails. And I'm like, it's kind of by David's bridal. I'm like that, that could make sense. Like you bring your girlfriends like, let's do brunch and cocktails and then go try on wedding dresses, you know? (laughs) <laughs> but then I'm like, no, I think it's in that like off Euclid exit, right? With the furniture yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Never really go in that area unless I'm doing an early exit <laughs> due to traffic. <laughs> so There's well, a- cute though. I kinda <laughs> wanna go. I well I wanna go until I saw their burgers and then I did not want to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those look gross. They should have gone with the summer salad. Yeah, like Shannon was so aggressive. She's like, "What's light?" And she's like, "Oh, she's really a what's like what's low fat?" I really like this. She's like, "I'll take the cheeseburger." And it's like she barks at her, and I'm like, "That's also like the opposite of what you just said." Yeah, you, you should have said low carb. Yeah, and then she's like, "No bun," and then they still bring it on half a bun, and then it was just like the little sprinkles of blue cheese. And I know people love blue cheeseburgers. But I don't get it. Like, I want the, the slap of cheese. I want the, I don't want what Sir does. Sir loves to do the, well, they had the blue cheeseburger, but then, like, a lot of people don't eat blue cheese. So, you guys, if you asked for not blue cheese on their burger, all they would give, they're like, the only thing we have is, um, what was it, shredded mozzarella. Shredded. Oh, yeah. Remember, Heather got that. And it's like literally like taco shredded. It wasn't melted. It was just like a pile of shredded mozzarella, not even cheddar on the burger. It was like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> and now I feel like they switched it into something equally as gross. Like, I think it, I swear to God, I think it's like a Parmesan burger. Ew. Like something you do not want. <laughs> They're just so off. But I don't know. I thought it looked gross. I did. But I love Emily being like, I will have the bun. And also, can we have some bread? She's like, yeah, I have. She's like, do you you have more than that? She's like, why have a whole loaf? Yes, I want the loaf. Yeah, that was hilarious. I love that. And then Shannon's like, no bun, no bread for me. And it's always that person that then ends up eating the bread. Yeah. You know who's like that? 
Kaya. <laughs> Mikhail always has a story like we were at Valley Fair. It's like the, you know, Knott's Berry Farm of whatever of Minnesota. And Kaya's always that person. No, I don't want anything. Or no, I can't eat that. I eat healthy. And so they were getting funnel cakes. And Michaela wanted to make sure you're not going to pick at it because we all want our own whatever, however many people. No, no, I don't want any. Sure enough, Michaela brings it back. Oh, can I have some? And she eats like three-fourths of it. And I was just like, and this is when I learned to eat in my car. Because I used to go home when I was in Santa Monica and she lived with me. I go home and she's always like, "What is that? Can I have some?" And I'm like, "Fuck!" I'd lie and I'd be like, "Tuna fish," because she wouldn't eat that. And then she'd snoop and like, "No, it's not." She figured out my lie because it worked for a little bit. I'm like, "Fuck!" Tuna so fish. Now she like snoops, and so then I just would like roll in and sit and eat in my car until I was done before I'd go inside. Otherwise, she'd be like, "Can I have some?" I'm like, I don't want to share my bean and cheese burrito. Let's split it. No. So I just eat in my car. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Like I imagine that <laughs> Shannon's that person. Like, no, I just will have the summer salad, and then they eat like half your steak or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Chad used to pull that shit with me. Like, um, we, <laughs> we would go to McDonald's or something, and he'd be like, "I don't eat fries." Like he would pull, and I'd be like, "Okay." And then um, he'd come over and like grab. He wouldn't grab just one. Like that'd be bad enough. But he's like a three fry grabber, you know, where it's like uh-huh. three is one. And yeah. I'm like, dude, like you can't like come over here and take like three fries in one swoop. Like you said, you didn't want any. Well, especially where like depends where you're from. Like McDonald's, where they give you like twelve fries. Or Five Guys, where they give you 5,000 fries. Exactly. fine. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, when you're like manhandling, you know, like five of them, it's like, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> so do your kids get the extra fries or do they get the apple slices? Extra fries. <laughs> <laughs> you start laughing before I even finish. You're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> funny. Uh... So, anyways, she tells – so they make up, and, yeah, as Shannon just said, Heather spread information to everybody, and she said to everyone, Tamara, you, Gina, everyone's talking about me and John Jansen, and I think Heather Debro is a liar. So, I mean, they all were kind of talking about her. Yeah, I – um I'm like here for a Heather Dubrow takedown, but I'm yeah. not, it's not, um, as justified it, right now. It's yes, like you see yes. both sides still. Yes. What was justified when, so Shannon's like, she's always overreacting and calculating and trying to create something. And then you think about, okay, the scene they showed of her threatening her, you sh- they showed the scene of her throwing Shannon out of her house. And then the one they showed here at the end of like, Terry, dear, uh, Terry, should we call an ambulance? And he's like, uh, why? What's going on? She's like, I think Shannon is having a psychotic break. I was like, that was so fucking condescending. And yeah, I remember that episode. Shannon was unhinged, but come <laughs> on to be all like, darling, should we call an ambulance and be all like serious? Yeah. Well, and especially because, like, he's a doctor, too. Like, it almost makes it worse. You know, it's like, screw Abusing you, Heather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yes, let's get the doctor involved and see, should we call an ambulance? 
Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. She's so condescending. Yeah. So I'm so curious if they're going to, is this LA pad just for like, oh, Terry's tired after filming botched or Heather has an audition and then they're going to get like a, a different house in Orange County where their kids stay in the same school? Because why would they spend $14 million on an apartment and then get a house in L.A.? That seems ridiculous. You're going to like... Com- yeah, oh, wait, where, get- where, where are they building their house? Because they announced they're building a new one. Oh, that we need to find out. Because I'm like, okay, their, their thing is like mid-Wilshire. It's not I like they're going to get a... Yeah, I think they're building one in L.A. Well, why see. would you... Like, they seem like they'd want to live in Beverly Hills, but why would you buy a house in L.A. and then go five, 10 minutes to your penthouse. That makes no sense. Like maybe if they got Malibu, that would make more sense. Yeah, so did, they have a place in the city and then a place on the beach. Did they I don't really seem like Malibu people. Heather and Terry Dubrow buy Beverly Hills estate for 16 million exclusive. Oh Why do they need both? That's right next door. That's <sighs> so stupid. Okay, so the kids are going to transfer schools. Maybe the kids are fine with that. Who cares? So they're going to have two, like, literally within 10 minutes. The Dubrows snagged the Hilltop home for $16.1 million, well below the asking price of $37.5 million. Is it just a lot? No, no, it's a... Like, let's see, let's see. It's a house. Yes, we did it, she tells E.T. It's so exciting. We tried to buy five or six properties all over Cabo, Newport Beach, Beverly Hills, Palm Springs, and the universe landed us here at the most iconic Hollywood estate. So. I mean, then maybe they'll sell their penthouse. It's fine if they can buy five or six properties, but why would you buy two ten minutes apart? Yeah. Well, yeah, so now they'll probably be in the penthouse while the other one's... And I feel like she said it's going to take, like, three years or something. Okay, so then they'll probably sell the penthouse. But still, the poor kids, as they finish high school, have to live in one bedroom. Yeah. I mean, I could see, like, Yolanda. She had the spread in Malibu, and she had an apartment in, like, West Hollywood or Hollywood because, like, for stuff she had to do and her girls auditions and yeah that makes sense because that traffic's horrible but not beverly hills to mid wilshire no it's ridiculous but i'm curious about the kids yeah where are they finishing school isn't ace only like she's they are only like 12 Mm -hmm. so that's like not just a year. And then it's like, and our two, we have two more that are almost gone. I'm like, that's not almost gone. That's six more years. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm not sure how old the other one is, but I thought like 15 or something. Mm-hmm. Well, not my problem. Good for them. Yeah. But I'd be like, oh, where do I feel like sleeping tonight? Oh, where do I? Or maybe they'll have the kids in the house and they'll, oh, no, wait, you said it's not done. Okay, I give up. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. That's why no that's more. why Heather's so busy. Like she doesn't like people don't understand. Like she can't just jaunt over to Huntington Beach for a conversation with Shannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're choosing some strange places for them. They usually don't leave their bubble. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Huntington's five or ten minutes away, but but the Costa Mesa, I was like, um, like that part of Costa Mesa, I'm like, it's fine. There's nothing wrong. It's just far for for them that they don't leave their little bubble. Yeah. I mean, also because it was Shannon and Emily that live in South Orange County. Yeah. Not like, it would make more sense for Tamara and Jen because they're way up in the hills. Yeah, someone is scouting out new locations. Ladera Ranch. You guys, prayers for Cook's Corner. You guys saw it on old episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County where Tamara rode in her Harley Big mass shooting there. Very sad. I've yeah. been getting lots of pictures and updates from our resident friend, Julia, on that. And, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. She knew, like, everyone there. We knew a lot of people for a while. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've been hearing, like, yeah, more of how it went down. So, so I had so many questions because we know it so well. I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? What about? And then it's like, oh, okay. Like all my questions were answered. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So I have some pictures I can see. Anyways, uh-uh. nope, nope, nope. Another topic. Well, <laughs> wouldn't, be, wouldn't be anything, you know. Anyways, all right, that's it to leave on a terrible note. So hit us up if you're going to Sheena's show. Um, those of you going to Sir on Saturday, please be our boots on the ground unless Holly decides to do. I again, I we weren't making plans all of August, but it's like eventually at some point it's like okay, well I'm not going to sit here, so you know now I have plans on Saturday, but also I'm going to be there Sunday, so yeah. That'd be a lot with driving, hotels, mm-hmm. especially if we're going to do something next week. So, you know, we, we have some juice in the hopper for you guys. Yeah, it's coming Stay for tuned. sure. It's a coming. All right. Okay. Later. Bye. Bye.